Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. Hi, I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, uh, first of all, happy 2022. Yes. Um, new year, uh, new segue. So, uh, in honor of that, um, Patrick has done something that we've been telling him all last year to do. And that would be, what did you do, Patrick? I did some of my homework that you guys have been telling me to do. I've Woo! watched a shit ton of movies <laughs> over the last two weeks. He's now watching everything that I saw when I was like 22. <laughs> All the stuff I should have watched when I was in my 20s, I'm watching right now. Yes. Well, good catching up there, bud. Yes. So, um, I'm going to let it's you kind of... better kinda... than never watching them at all. So. <laughs> right. uh, so, I'll kind of let you take the lead on this. Tell mm-hmm. us your experience of your homework. What, what was that like and what you did? Um, well, before I get into that, I just wanted to say we lost a legend. Betty White passed away. R. Yes, R. that is true. R. Very R. sad. Almost made it to 100. Almost. She was like, what, a week away? Two weeks away. Two weeks like away. That. Couldn't wait two weeks. You know, I uh, read a bunch of, you know, things about people saying, you know, Betty White's not dead. She actually, you know, the best one was uh, <clears throat> she whispered into the ear of 2021 and said, I'm taking you with me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then they rode down into the pits of hell and <laughs> she yelled, you shall not pass. <laughs> We well, you know. I think it's going to be a lot like a, like an Elvis situation where people are going to believe that she's still alive for like yeah. years to come. It's going to be Betty she didn't White die, sightings. She just went home. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> Betty White sightings everywhere. You know, it's going to be in the National Enquirer if that's still a thing. I believe it is. I think they still have them in grocery stores. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked in, in college, I worked at the local Publix, and I every time I got on break, I would just grab like one of the weirdest ones, like Vampire Boy eats mom or something like that. Just grab that magazine. <laughs> yeah. and <go> read it. <laughs> Vampire Boy. But, um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that we will miss you, Betty White. Yes, we will. Tremendous actress. Indeed. Um, but as far as my homework, I've, I've seen a lot of good movies, and I've seen a couple of bad ones. Uh, like Ad Astra, Visual NyQuil. Like, I'm literally, like, 15 minutes away from finishing the movie, and I refuse to go back and watch it. <laughs> it will put me to sleep at 2 in the afternoon. Sober. <laughs> but, um... I've watched the movies that you've been harping on me for the past six, seven months, however long we've been doing this. I've watched The Godfather Part 1 and 2, The Untouchables, Usual Suspects. Um, and then once I've watched all the ones you told me to, I've just been watching movies like ones that I haven't seen that I knew I wanted to back in the day. So I didn't, I only watched two movies that I've seen before, which was Big Trouble in Little China and mm-hmm. Clerks 2. But all the other movies I've seen, I've never seen before. Really? And a hidden gem that I. Overlooked, and I think a lot of people did, was Bad Moms. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that a great movie. hilarious. Oh, yeah. And Catherine Hahn is now my spirit animal for that movie. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be a woman to appreciate that movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's just flipping hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's like a funny version of Sex in the City, almost, in a way. Yeah. Just like with my, I make, get them all pregnant, and then, you know, that's, that's what happens there. I, we, don't, I, we don't quit. Quitting's for dads. <laughs> <laughs> Mila Kunis was a, a surprise delight in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she was great. I do have a question. I want to uh, backtrack for a second. So, you said you watched Godfather 1 and 2. Yes. What do you prefer? Uh, I'd have to say the second one. It's a little bit more fleshed out and all the characters. Was, um, I, I want to say action, but it's from the 70s. Not a whole lot of action in that movie. But, you know... The attempt where they tried to kill Michael when he's in his bedroom and he noticed the drapes are open, so he drops down, and then his wife is like this gunfire through the window, and his wife almost dies. Mm-hmm. And then he goes yelling at Fredo, like, You shot at me where my wife and me and my wife sleep and where my kids play with their toys. Well, very, Al Pacino was 
amazingly good in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where he got his, like, toughness from. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. That's why I've, I've had that debate with a lot of people in the past. And it's just, as much as I love The Godfather, the first one, it, it started it off as is an amazing movie. But <clears throat> I like they gave a lot more backstory to it. They did a lot and of I, flashbacks. Yeah. And like, I did want to ask you something. In the original movie, were there subtitles for the parts where they were in Italy? Because the movies I watched didn't. And for the first the first movie, like, Michael is in Sicily. Uh-huh. I have no idea what they're talking about. There are no subtitles, and I don't speak fluent Italian. <laughs> I, I want to say, yes, I'm, it's been a while since I've seen an original copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, so I don't know. I'd have to act, uh, look that up. But I know in the second one, they, no subtitles. they didn't have it in there no. either. So I have no idea why his Sicilian wife is in danger, why her car blew up, why he had to go back to America. So that one I do know did have subtitles, okay. the second one, because I have seen <clears throat> a version of that one. That that had it. and usually it's like if it's on like TBS or something yeah. or on yeah. on TV. Uh, okay, so I'd have so to research that. I'm movie. missing a whole chunk of these movies because there are no subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, and gunfire. All right, yeah, there, there we go. Oh, a car <laughs> yeah. blew up. Oh, now his wife died. I guess. <laughs> yeah, because in the scene, if you remember, uh, which I think yeah, in the second one when they do the first flashback of Vito when he's little mm. and his mother gets killed, they yeah. blow her out with a fucking shotgun like her body goes flying. Um, you know, she's begging. For him, the, yeah. the Don at that time, I can't, Don uh, Lucci or something like that, yeah. whatever his name was. Um, you know, she's begging him, but they, you could see what she's saying. Yeah. Like, I don't... I speak, got it through context <laughs> that, you know, don't kill my boy, and then he ran off. Yeah, well, it's because he's like, what he says to her in that, when they're speaking Italian, she, he's like, well, you know, he's going to get older. Mm. And what if he gets vengeful when he's older? So that was the whole thing. That's gotcha. why she's like, get out of here. She's like, run, run, run. And then he did get vengeful. I think he got his vengeance. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yes, he did. See, I can figure out some things through context, <laughs> but I'm missing chunks <laughs> of these movies. <laughs> but yeah, so unfortunately you missed out on some of that because, but you got to see the movies though. Yeah. You know, for the most part, it is all in English, luckily. Indeed. Um, <laughs> Two thirds. <laughs> I watched the new Matrix movie. Steaming pile of hot garbage. It's what I've heard. Yeah. Yep. Um, if do not go to the theaters and spend money. If you happen to have an HBO Max account, um, put it on in the background and look at it every now and again just to say you can go to your friends. I've seen the movie. Don't actually waste brain cells on it. There's actually uh, a colleague of mine at work uh, gave gave us an idea of hey we should all just like do a two hour long podcast, watch the movie while drinking, and <laughs> do the podcast of oh my god. I, there's no way they're oh my this is terrible <laughs> and just comment on the movie the whole, the whole way through <laughs> the, the best review I've read from it was from Nerdist.com and the reviewer at the end said yes that was definitely a fourth Matrix movie it was the <laughs> best thing I've read about that movie that was a movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was not goddamn delightful <laughs> no because I, I told Patrick I, I watched it uh, the, the Thursday before Christmas my last day at work um, I had it on the background at work, just listening to it. I had the screen here, but I was looking at my other screen here, face me, just listening to it. I didn't even have a moment where I really wanted to turn and look at it. Like, there's nothing like, oh, what is he saying? Is what it? happened? Uh, yeah, it was just basically, yeah. Even <laughs> even just audible, it was boring. Yeah. And not good. Wow. It's <laughs> a very bad movie. <laughs> um, but I was able to watch the James Gunn version of The Suicide Squad. Okay. And I that movie's amazing. He did an amazing job with that movie. The, the new one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys see it? I did. Oh. Yep. Uh, there's just one where John Cena and Idris Elba, their characters, they're trying to like outkill each other, like get a, 
a different, um, more body counts on it. And there's one guy left, and John Cena just over the shoulder just shoots it, and it lands on the guy's shoulder. And Idris Elba was a non-lethal, a non-lethal hit. I win. He's like, just wait. An explosive round, and the guy just blows up. <laughs> and Idris Elba's like, no one likes to show off. And John Cena says, they do when it's dope as fuck. <laughs> and Idris Elba's like, damn it, he's right. <laughs> that one guy in that, uh, who's the guy with all the, I can't remember his name now, because I only watched the movie one time. Um, the one with all the dots on oh, the polka dot. Yeah, the guy. polka dot guy. Had to constantly throw up these things mm. or else they would, they would eat them alive. Yeah. And apparently he was very powerful. When he threw the polka dots at things, <laughs> things just got destroyed. He kind of reminded me of like a weird looking version of Jubilee. Yeah. Because uh, Jubilee had that like... Yeah, yeah. That firework power. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that, but he was actually like these dots would start growing on his skin and his face would get all swollen and stuff and it's just different colors and then he'd run off at some point point. you just see... You hear him like, and then you see all this light flickering, and yeah. I guess he has to expel it. Yeah, expel them all, and then he goes back to normal. But then every day they come back. I think he said what it twice a, a day. once or twice a day. Yeah, he has to, or it'll kill him. Wow. Yep. Um, that was a fantastic movie. Um, and like I said, Bad Moms was an absolute. I wrote it off. It was hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, Probably one we should have touched on during. Christmas was Bad Moms Christmas. Yep, we should have. <laughs> well, see, I watched Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas back to back. If you watch them back to back, Bad Moms Christmas is nowhere near as good as the first one. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you need like that year or two break yeah, in between, yeah, yeah. you know, when they filmed them <laughs> to, to go back and be like, oh yeah, I forgot this is funny. <laughs> They're funny again. Although you did, you gotta enjoy their like that scene where she's like fucking waxing a dude's balls. Yeah, <laughs> the stripper guy. <laughs> well, that was um. I can't remember the actor's name, but that was Oliver Queen from Smallville. Yes. That was the same yep. actor. Yep. See, my favorite is when, um, in Bad Mom's Christmas, when she's talking to the uh, Wanda Sykes, the shrink. Mm-hmm. She's like, is my mom crazy? Well, let me think about that. So, you know, probably when she was around your age, you know, she would out go partying and stuff like that. Then she had you, and then you threw up on her. And she got a little more crazy. And then you would, did this and that. And you went into a, another phase. You told her you hate her. And then, you know, it made her a little more crazy. And then you got then you got kids and a family and a house you can't afford. And you know what made her crazy? You, motherfucker. You made her crazy. Wanda <laughs> <laughs> Sykes always does play that good. Oh, God, she does. Just like yelling at somebody's role. <laughs> Uh, I want to uh, go back again on one. You, you said one. Well, you did mention Usual Suspects, yes. right? All right. So even though I knew the ending that um, Kevin Spacey was Kaiser So saying, mm-hmm. I still found it to be a really great movie. It is. It yeah. is. It's one of those, it's just dialogue. Yeah. It's mainly just dialogue. And you pretty much, for the most of it, it's just guys in a room. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you that at the beginning of this whole podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy a movie. If it's if it's good dialogue, it could be... One simple scene, and I, and I get into it. So that that was one of the ones I really liked. Um, I also watched Untouchables for the first time. Oh, Elliot Ness. Yep. Um, Kevin Costner, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone... Elliot Ness is referenced in a lot of movies. I was like, where the fuck is this from? And then they're like, oh, it's from the movie Untouchables. I was like, oh, I should watch that one day. Fifteen years later, I finally do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert De Niro did a great job as Al Capone in yep. that movie. It was... It was... <laughs> He was. He reminded me of Al Pacino from Godfather. Mm-hmm. He was just very angry and strong-willed, and he tried to kill everyone. <laughs> well, yeah. I um, I loved it. I thought that was a fantastic movie. Um, I will say there are a couple of turds that I did watch. Um, like I said, Ad Astra, really mm-hmm. bad. Did not like that. 
Also watched the remake of RoboCop in 2015. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I got 45 minutes into that before I turned it off. <laughs> that god-awful movie. He's basically just a head and a spine yeah. in that one. Like, they yeah. didn't even keep most of his body parts or anything. <laughs> right. Um, I also watched um, Glass, which is a great movie. Yeah. I didn't watch the one in between Shatter, I think it's called. Or Split. Split. Yeah. You see, you really have to watch that one to get the full context of, yeah. of, of Glass. But you can still watch it. Yeah. You know, either way. But yeah. Glass was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome. That, that's why, like, when, when that first Unbreakable came out. Yeah. The yeah. first one. That one was, like, a lot of people hated that. They thought it was the most dull, boring thing they were watching. I'm like, no, you just got to get to, like, closer to the end. And it's mm. like, it gets really fucking good. It's like one of those you get to the end and you're like, then you want to rewatch it again. Right. So mm-hmm. that if it makes, you, yeah. makes so much sense. And... And um, if you've went back and watched Unbreakable, um, Kevin Wendell Crumb, the 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 guy from Split, mm-hmm. he's in there. Oh, so he he his him and his mom brush up against Bruce Willis, and Bruce you know sees him getting hit, and you know basically just getting tortured by his mom, and tries to go to track him back down so that he can you know stop it. But he doesn't get to him in time before they get on the train. Ah, okay. Well, now I have to go back and rewatch uh, Unbreakable because he's he's on the train with Bruce Willis. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's what it, that's what you know turns him in glass is that you know um, his son tells him who he you know who really caused his father to die. Hmm. Gotcha. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, he, he's not on the uh, on the train. His father was. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I have to go back and see that then again because it's been a while. But I mean, that means M. Night really had a plan from the very beginning. Yeah, that means so. Like <clears throat> before that, you know, um, Mr. Glass was running running the show with him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "No, he's the broken. You know, it, you gotta do everything he says. He is the Most High." And then you know th- he finds out that his dad died because of because of him, Mr. Glass, and then he had to live with his mom the rest of his life. Yeah, just her, <laughs> <clears throat> and that fucked him up bad. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, what like, was his bad guy named? The Horde or something like that? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Beast was the was, it was the, the big but yeah, but like the, the whole, Horde was like all, all the, of the personalities, yeah. Yeah. and you get to see them. Uh, that's one of the cool things about Split is like you get to see them and the therapist that he worked with going through each of those personalities and like hearing her describe them. Um, and so what what happened in that one is kind of, I won't spoil the full thing for you, but they believe that they had to sacrifice um, <clears throat> girls in order to bring the beast out. Oh. So that was kind of, that's why the <clears throat> the girls get taken in, in that movie, mm. is they're a gift for the beast. Oh. That good old beast, man. <laughs> but yeah, you do get to see, and you get to see every, every single character in depth. Yeah, like oh, really? there's like a, a one, one like a woman, like like a nurturing. There's a couple women. There's like um, a, nurture, a nurturing woman. Yeah, like yeah, feeding her, you know, making her a sandwich, mm-hmm. and yeah, he like puts on full dress and yeah. everything too. And he, oh, yeah. well, he has like a whole wardrobe <clears throat> for each of the personalities. Oh, like each of them have a different, and it's kind of it's also kind of a good um, a good play on like you know schizophrenia and and Mm -hmm. it it, it's using this lady's using his his story to drive her work of yes there are actual multiple personalities that can trigger and live within people like one of one of her patients was a uh 
was a diabetic. But when she was the other personality, she didn't need the insulin. Ooh. Yeah, there, and the <laughs> other point to that was to, um, like, they can take over traits. So if, if you basically, if you, your character or that other personality mm-hmm. believes it, so, like, the beast is extremely strong and able to withstand and do incredible things. Mm-hmm. Like, climb on walls and yeah. things. And yeah. he, like, does when he's yeah. in that mode. So it's, like, it's it's kind of cool how they, because she's basically, her, her theory is that, you know, our bodies aren't exactly what they are. Like, we can actually change them willingly if yeah. we if we had the control yeah. of that mindset mm-hmm. so yeah because one of their guy one of them was like a a real brilliant historian or something like that yeah. and then the another one was, was an, an artist, artist. Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> well it sounds like you have to go back and watch that movie yeah it's really good it's nice. definitely really good all right so let's run back through the gambit here so we got uh you said you revisited some um do you have any others that weren't your some of the ones that you weren't a fan of i know you named um, a couple of them born legacy with jeremy renner Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Um, I've always, I thought he was a good actor, and I was like, oh, I should watch that Bourne movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it. It was a dud. It was it was a boring Bourne movie. Yeah, I think yeah. they did it more as like a filler, yeah. because they couldn't get um, they couldn't get a project with Matt Damon to finish Matt out the trilogy Damon. yet. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon, because <laughs> that was before it was in between a Bourne Ultimatum, right? Yeah, it yeah. was in between two and three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was just a dud in my book. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really um, Arrival too, another Jeremy Renner film, um, where the aliens land and they have to get the linguists. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, got about halfway through it before I took a nap. I wasn't <laughs> as much a fan of that one, and and also I, I think wasn't. Did you see that one, mm-hmm. Arrival? If I because I saw it once a while back. Wasn't the end concept was like she knew her daughter was going to die or something. She got pregnant, but she knew her daughter was going to die. And it's like so, they knew what was going to happen. Right. They were trying so to... basically her learning that language got her, gave her some kind of like gift of foresight. And, um, and so basically you're seeing her live the front end of the timeline. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of comes back to a loop on, all right, well, this is going to happen. Yeah. And that's why her and Jeremy Renner ended up breaking up was because she knew she was going to get pregnant by him. They were going to have a daughter and that she was going to die young. Yep. But she still wanted to do it anyway. And that's what he couldn't forgive her of. Is like, so why did you want to do this? You know, that's why they, the thing they couldn't get past. Yeah. Yeah. He basically just... Thought it was like almost like self torture. Yeah. Basically, like put yourself through that because you know it's going to happen. Exactly. And I think that, but that's what the aliens, they had that ability. They mm-hmm. could foresee them. Weren't they coming here to kind of help us or something? Like, did well, something it was happen something on their that planet? we were going to have to do to help them. Okay. But they had to get us to a certain point first <clears throat> I got before you. we could help them. Mm-hmm. It was like, we, it was a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. yeah. You see how much I paid attention to this <laughs> movie. I mean, I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew the clear key points, but. The rest of the middle, I was because it was one of those movies I put on, and then I was like, "Oh, let me start my laundry," and then you know, just yeah. turn in the background and come back to it. But I mean, it's it's cool, like how they broke it down. Of you know, each each individual nation, you know, had their own um, arrival, yeah, and they were you know interpreting it all differently. And it's like, well, yeah, when the I, I want to say it was maybe the Chinese or the or the Japanese, they they had one and they were interpreting it as a. Uh, as an, a hostile movement, mm. but the lady's like, "Yeah, you taught them using a board game. <laughs> the only other moves are attack and defend." Yeah. So, <laughs> fair point. 
you're, you're playing Battleship with them, yeah, right? Exactly. What did you expect to happen? <laughs> um, there are a couple... Well, I've watched... i fully watched one movie, and I haven't finished the other one, because I'm watching in reverse order, apparently. But you're going to like these. I've watched Yoga Hosers. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> that movie is just bonkers weird. It is fucking weird. With the Bratsies. Yep. Yep. And the giant zombie hockey player, mm-hmm. where they use yoga to spit out the Bratsies and step on them. Yep. <laughs> well, they wanted to go party with the senior kids, but the senior kids are like devil worshippers, so like we're gonna kill them. And then the Bratsies, Nazis made out of bratwurst, jump up the butts of the Satanists and explode out their mouths. That's a thing that happened yep. in the movie, yep. huh? So I mean, you shouldn't be too shocked by this because yeah. this is the sequel to Tusk. Oh, so that's uh. the one I've started and I haven't finished it yet. How um, far along are you? Uh, if I remember correctly, um, he was um, having the co- it was like it was a flashback to where he was having a conversation with his girlfriend, and she okay. didn't want him to go to Winnipeg. But he's like, "I gotta go because you know, podcast made a hundred thousand dollars before merch, and I'm like, I need to do the show." Yeah, and then um, I think he was like coming to, but he was like chained up or something. Okay, yeah, that's you haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. <clears throat> I know it gets very weird and disgusting. No, it's not so much as it's as. It, visually, it's just it's it might make you feel uncomfortable because if you think if this ever happened to me, yeah, hopefully it doesn't. Oh yeah, but it's not it's not like like I've said before, um, uh, human centipede kind of disgusting. Yeah. Like it, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, uh, at least you know you also have Haley Joe in there. That's true. And he doesn't see dead people. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> well, I know um, he's also in uh, Yoga Hosers along oh, with um, the main guy. What's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? The the main star of Tusk. What's his name? Oh, oh. Jason Long. Yeah, Justin, so Jason Long and Justin Long, Justin Long mm-hmm. and Haley Joe Osment are in Yoga Hosers okay. as well. They're just playing different characters. Yeah. So that's yeah. a lot of times what Kevin Smith does. But did you like um, the private investigator guy? Oh yeah, he, he reminded me of um, he reminded me of the detective from Pink Panther. Yeah, um, Inspector Clouseau. Do you know who that is? No, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Shut the front door. That's Johnny yeah. Depp. I did not know that was Johnny yep. Depp because mm-hmm. that's Johnny Depp's daughter. Was the other was the other? Oh, clerk. really? Her okay. and her and Kevin Smith's daughters are very good friends. So Kevin Smith got into, oh, okay. So he's in Tusk. Well, I knew um one of them was Kevin Smith's daughter because she was the main star or one of the stars of the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back mm-hmm. reboot. Yep. Yeah. So she's the the taller one. The other one is uh Johnny Depp's, Johnny Depp's daughter. Yep. No idea. Yep. That, all right, that blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Just when he thought it couldn't get any better. <laughs> um, I also watched a movie called Artemis Fowl. Okay. It always seems interesting, <clears throat> so I threw it on. Not good. I didn't yeah. like it. I'm it sure was... if I was 10, that would have been a great movie. Right. But I'm 36, mm. so it wasn't that good. <laughs> um... I watched one with um, Tom Cruise, and I cannot remember the name of it at this moment. It was about a, like a secret world fairies and yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Blah. It's a it's a kids movie yeah. from Disney. It's about fairies. <laughs> um, I watched Cruise. a sci fi movie with Tom Cruise, <laughs> and I'm blanking on the name right now. It's one where him and his partner have to protect drones from Oblivion. Alien. Yes, Oblivion. Oblivion. Mm-hmm. I watched Oblivion. It was kind of good. It wasn't awful, but um. Towards at the end, where you learn exactly what is actually happening, that was kind of a cool twist. That like, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're when you're getting um, uh, Morgan Freeman, you know, 
giving you the rundown of everything that's happened because he's kind of the only one that's lived from the beginning to the end of the Tet arriving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're listening to the flight recorder of the original, mm-hmm. and then you're learning about what actually happened with Tom Cruise and what's her name. Yep. Um, and then his actual <laughs> wife is in the back. <laughs> at the end, like a Tom Cruise comes back because apparently he's just clones. Yeah. And he finds his wife living in the cabin that he would always sneak away to, and she has a daughter. Who from the other Tom Cruise? One of the other nine thousand that are apparently on this planet. <laughs> like I, I want the answer. Who's the dead? Like, yeah. I need to know this answer because it's not that Tom Cruise, and the other one died. So which Tom Cruise did you go find? So, well, it's the uh, it's the one that he squares off with oh. from the other zone that was right next to him. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you. Because for when he question. saw her, he's the only other one that saw her. Like, all of them have had that vision mm. of, like, have that recurring dream of her. They just don't know what it is. And each one of them, have, like, kind of made, you know, their own move towards it or whatever. But as soon as he saw her, that's mm. how Tom Cruise was able to, like, you know, knock him out. Gotcha. And, then, and then get her on the uh, on the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Well, and just so you know, so that, you know, the, the server, the site that, you, you know, that you're using now that I... Turned young. Has crashed my computer three times. Has it really? Yep. Watching movies, it just shuts off. Wow. Better get a powerful computer. Has this, not this cra- is, I bought this in 2020. This is a very yeah. powerful laptop. That's weird because it's never crashed mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's crashed three times twice watching the, un- um, the Untouchables. I was going to oh, say, how weird. much point you got? No, it's, I, it's all on the external. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> you, this is clean. Yeah. So, um, what I was going to say, though, is it does have uh, my buddy. Puts he has a mixture. He has very much my taste. Mm-hmm. I know I've told you that, and well, you've met him here, Rob. And um, so he does. If you go through like all his movies, it's almost like what do I watch first? Because mm-hmm. it's a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. He's got old school stuff, <clears throat> new stuff. Mm-hmm. Every, oh, I, I I I almost positive I haven't counted all of them, but he's almost got every single comic book movie. There are a in lot there. of them on here. I Not mean, almost well, every MCU movie's on there. Yep. You know, almost every Sony movie's on there. Yep, um, which is good because I haven't Fox. seen Homecoming yet, so now I can. Oh, the yeah. first Spider-Man! Wow, you never saw the first one? No, I've oh, seen. Oh man, one. Michael Keaton is Vulture. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I, I love Michael Keaton, so I really wanted to go see it. I just never did. Okay, but um, I did see the new one, Far From Home or yep. No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home. <laughs> and I, I originally wasn't planning because Cards on the Table. I'm a huge Tobey Maguire fan. He will always be Spider-Man in my book. Mm-hmm. So. This is the third actor they have. I was like, it's another Spider-Man. I've seen this a million and a half times. So I didn't see Homecoming. I saw the um, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I was on a plane and my buddy let me um, log on and from basically his version of Plex. And I watched it there. And then I wasn't going to see this one, but all the reviews were saying this is an amazing movie. This is top-notch. It's Sony's best work. The best Spider-Man movie. And I was like, can't be that good. And my friends who see it like, this is amazing. You have to go see it. And I've been off from my real job since the 17th. And was me and my buddy, who had that basically the same holiday schedule, he's like, you just want to go see this new Spider-Man movie and see what's up? Like, sure. We went at like 10.30 on a Wednesday. It was me. The theater was packed. Like, huh. Outside of like those first three rows where you get like neck yep. cramps, everything else was filled. Yep. I had to buy my tickets the day before, and I, I was like, oh, it's getting kind of full. I guess you know, parents don't need to do with their kids. Packed. <laughs> Fantastic movie. I'm really glad I went and saw that movie. I saw it on uh, Christmas Day. Yeah. I went Christmas two days Day that afternoon. And that was, it was the same thing. Yeah. It was packed out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right. Now I didn't luckily. Apparently Christmas Day is like the 
busiest time for movie theaters. Yeah. It's huge because you get, I mean, well, number one, not everybody celebrates Christmas mm. and everything's closed. So anybody who's not of that denomination or religious belief that mm. doesn't, you know, they have nothing to do then. Um, and it's also for people who, like, can't travel home for Christmas or something like that. You don't that. believe yeah. in Santa? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? But, I mean, then you get people, you know, there's so many different, like, the world is not what it used to be back in the 50s and 60s yeah. where it's like, that's what you did. You went with your family, even though a lot of people do that, and it's a great thing. But so many different types of relationships and family life that that's what some families do. They're like, let's go see a movie. Like, if I had kids, that would probably be one of my traditions. I'd take them to the theater because I love movies so much. Yeah. They'd be like, you know what? We're going to open presents in the morning, but in the afternoon, we're going to a movie. We're going to a movie. Which one you want to see, kids? That's right. Uh, nope, <clears throat> that one's our. We're not seeing that one. <laughs> my father took me when I was, I think it was nine. Your dad showed you a lot of messed up stuff when you were under ten. No, this one wasn't bad. It wasn't messed up like that, but we did go see a movie. No, it was a little bit of maybe 11 or something. Cause I can't remember the year it came out, but Godfather 3. He took me to see that in the theater. I have skipped watching that one because everyone says it's heinous. Yeah. It's a yeah. bad it's, it's got some good parts, and if you want... I've said it before. If you want to say you've seen all of them, mm-hmm. you, you have to watch see the it. third one, but... But it goes into a very... It, go, it goes off, but we didn't know that at the time because it was just coming out, so we didn't have the... The luck of all these re- movie reviews yeah. and intranets and stuff. Rotten so. Tomatoes hadn't said anything <laughs> No, yet. no, not yet. Couldn't go into Reddit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we t- did that. I mean, I saw, actually, almost every year, I, I think I, we did that. Because my parents weren't together. So it'd be like, you know, you spend Christmas Eve with right. Mom and then Christmas mm-hmm. Day with Dad. And mm-hmm. He always had just a small little place. And so it was like, okay, what do we do now? Well, let's go see a movie. <laughs> all right. All right, cool. You opened your gifts. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so he's got uh, so I I think I thought Spider Man was was very good, yeah. and, and I know you said best Spider Man, best uh, Sony movie, but it's also been ranked as one of the best MCU, MCU yeah. movies. Like, which if you watch the end credits, Marvel isn't attached to anything; it's all Sony logos. Like outside of the opening credits, Marvel mm-hmm. is not in the credits. Yeah, like Sony paid for it all, so this is yeah. technically Sony's blockbuster. Uh, yeah, yeah. That they lend they lent out to Marvel, mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, they they lent it because they know Marvel knows what they're doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, and they they, they, right they got the formula and, right, and they're like, "Hey, Marvel and also we've all out seen Doctor Strange." So, yeah. and the post credit seed adds Venom <laughs> into the MCU. Yeah, I know. So that was, and it, but it's not going to be Eddie Brock though, not the one that no. we know of, not yeah. not that Eddie Brock. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be you know I, I do Tom like Hardy. I do like that because I was like when they had the Sony version. Because the Sony version of Venom is a little bit different. He's an anti-hero. He's the yeah. comic book. Whereas, He's like, not you the know, Spider-Man villain. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in, in the comics, you know, originally started as a symbiote attached to Spider-Man. Yeah. And then making him kind of go a little nuts, and then he gets rid of it, and then he goes to Eddie Spider-Man Brock. 3. Yep. <laughs> yeah. R.A.P. Yeah. Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. Yeah. yeah. That killed it. But, um, but yeah, so I was like, well, how are they going to do this now? Because... That would just that would kind of annoy me because it'd be like now you're taking in this character even though that guy you know Tom was Tom Hardy right Tom Hardy yeah. yeah you know he plays a really good character but it's not the origin so I'd hate to see him being pulled into the MCU with like mm. a different storyline of of the Venom characters but I like how they did this one with leaving the the droplet on the ground mm-hmm. so now that can find another person uh, can find Spider Man yeah yeah. And I, if I can't remember his name, but I know there's a third person that the symbiote does attach to. Oh yeah, it's attached to multiple people. Yeah. But originally, I think the first one was was Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think what they did, if you think about it, this is just a guesstimation. I'm just going to throw out my prediction. 
And we can play a little game about this too if you want. Okay. But my prediction is going to be that droplet after what happened. Spoilers in case anybody hasn't seen Spider Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah, we're spoiling the ending yeah. out of No Way Home <laughs> so, right now. Obviously, nobody remembers him. He has to separate from everybody. Yeah. He's now a loner. So he's going to be in that kind of depressed mode to begin with. So that symbiote, if it attaches to him at that point, could really help mm-hmm. ignite the anger that ends up coming yeah. out yeah. later on. Also, he was in Mexico <laughs> and Peter Parker's in New York City. I'm gonna, I want to see how they're going to explain that drop getting, you know, 13,000 miles. Hey, COVID came from China to America, right? Yeah. Pretty quickly. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there. a blind, I'm sure an alien symbiote can. Uh, <laughs> and that wasn't even a movie. Yet. <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> Two years of our lives down the toilet. I, I did just love that whole scene where he's like, "There's okay." So you're saying, and he has been saying for the past hour. <laughs> Eddie, we are drunk. That's the most dipping. <laughs> I will say, uh, Venom 2 was kind of fun. I don't think, I think I watched it just before this break, but it was new to me, so this, we can add it to the list. I thought Venom 2 was hilarious. Oh, it yeah. was funny. I like when they, when he first sees Curry, he's like, oh, it's a red one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, that's a red one. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> if you come out now, you can eat anyone you want. Oh, anyone? yeah. <laughs> Not the guy in the rows, but anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we got so I kind of that veered us a little bit off, but um, well, it is a movie that I've seen over the break. Mm-hmm. Oh, that didn't know absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, I want to talk about two movies. Okay, one is good, and one I was hoping would be better, but it's not. It's just uh, dumpster fire. Okay, so the dumpster fire is Fast Nine. I've watched all the Fast and Furious movies, and I generally they're one of those movies where yeah, all right, I'm done with critical thinking for the next two hours. It's just watch Vin Diesel do fast shit in cars. Let's Terry Crews be not Terry Crews. Um, the Rock, The Rock, he's in it. Um, Ludacris is in there. Um, Jason a bunch, Statham. Jason, uh, John Cena is in this one. Ah, um, I don't. Yeah, Jason Statham was in this one. But um, I didn't finish it. Like it's the same stuff I've seen eight times. Like I don't know what I expected. Like, I think I genuinely expected just another fast movie, but it was a boring fast movie. It wasn't that fast. No. It was very slow. It was a slow, fast movie. Yeah. <laughs> slow, fast movie. <laughs> I can tell you, I've seen the first one mm-hmm. once, and I saw the first half of the second one, mm-hmm. and I said, this is exactly the same thing. And then I never watched any of them after that. I was like, I'm not going to watch, because people would be like, ah, oh, fast three, fast four. I'm like... I did I did one, two, and three, and three only because none of the original cast was really in it. Tokyo Drift. Yep. Okay. Um then so I think what happened is um so the Fast and the Furious movies were going on the same time as the Oceans movies. Mm-hmm. So when they stopped the Oceans movies, they turned Fast and Furious into like bank robbers and stuff like that. Because the fourth one they my friends will fight me on this, but I think it's the worst Fast and the Furious movies. Only because there's not a, there's no driving. It's not you want to talk about a, a slow fast movie. It's fast four <laughs> because the only like um, you should fast forward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, up until four, it's always been about racing and going real fast and doing sick drifts and beating the other guy. Um, there is no racing in that movie. They line it up, like, Paul Walker says, all right, we need to go get a fast car. I know how to do that. And he, like, walks out, and he's like, oh, he's going to go racing. We're finally going to see a race in this movie. It quick cuts to him pulling in with the Porsche. We do not see the race whatsoever. There is no racing in Fast 4. It is awful. My friends will argue that to me 
because they think it's really good, and I think they're really dumb. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't have as big of a budget. Like, listen, we got to cut out all the car racing out of this. Uh, yeah, movie. <laughs> we we couldn't get the Bugattis for this. Yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think they shifted the um the movie franchise from racing to like bank heist and con men and all that stuff because they rewrote like half the characters. Like, Ludacris is no longer the like the street guy who sets up all the races. He is now a genius techie who hacks everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, what they should do then, in my opinion, is <clears throat> if they're going to do that, if they're going to change up the complete plot idea or the you know, plot background and well, change characters. Well, now they're Black Ops Squad for the CIA. But what I'm saying is then stop calling it Fast and Furious. You could call it a completely different title and say a Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like, well, like what they did with Hobbs and Shaw. Because it's technically Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. yeah. So you could do that. Which, by the way, I started to watch. I was like, nope, I can't. This is Fast and the Furious without cars. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Well, I loved them in Fast 8. I thought The Rock and Jason Statham, they had a great banter dynamic. I was like, that can't be anything but a funny movie to me. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It, even with Idris Elba in it, like, he couldn't save that movie. Mm-hmm. He's Black Superman in that movie. <laughs> well, that's what he said. I'm Black Superman. <laughs> he says it in his awesome English accent that I'm not even going to try and replicate. <laughs> so that was your dumpster dive one. Yeah. What was the good one? I'm... Fat Man. You told me oh, about yeah. this movie, yeah, and um, I saw it on here. I was like, "Let's give this a watch." It is, it's actually really good. I it, like this it, movie. It's very. It's have very you heard about this movie? I have not. I didn't tell you about that. One. Nope. So, um, Fat Man, uh, I, I you just saw it. So I'll let you stop explain. looking at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> you well, Fat the, Man? You don't have mirrors? <laughs> yeah. After the holidays, I feel. I think we're all like a little Fat Man. <laughs> oh, I haven't buttoned my pants for three days. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, bro. You're in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the zipper is up. <laughs> for now. Joe <laughs> <laughs> so Tony's got to run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this little pissant of a kid, super wealthy. But he does not like to lose. He doesn't like getting the wrong answers. Like, he got second place in the school science fair. He hired the hit, a hitman to kidnap the first place girl, hold her in his basement, and then he told her, you're going to tell them you cheated, or I will have the man behind you kill your entire family. She does, and he gets first place. So he doesn't kill the entire family. But, you know, he did this. Like, a little 13-year-old kid with more money than God just has this hitman on speed dial, and they do this to another 13-year-old kid. Wow. So on Christmas morning, he gets a lump of coal. Guess who he sends the assassin after? Santa. <laughs> yep. So, I'm going to add on to this. So, a little bit of more backstory to it is that, number one, Santa is, is Mel Gibson. Okay. And they take a completely different take on the idea of Santa. Like, Santa's magical... But not in the sense that, like, you're not in the North Pole seeing all this sparkling white, you yeah. know, snow and candy canes for things. He's got elves, but the elves look very creepy. They do live long lives. And they but... eat, like, simple sugars and carbs. Like, you explaining to the military guy. That's another plot point we'll get to. Yeah. But he's like, no, we <laughs> sleep 20 minutes for every eight hours we work, and then we just eat cake for, like, lunch and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> So they, they are they do have like mystical abilities, yeah. um, but they're they all work. But basically, Santa is is subsidized. Like the government knows he exists. He is subsidized by the United States government <laughs> because he can't because because he boosts the economy in the um, like the holiday yeah. season. Uh, well, yeah, but we they actually that. pay the elves, and they have to buy the supplies to make all mm-hmm. these toys and stuff. So he's got to have the money coming in from somewhere. But since so, he's handing out more coal because kids are being shittier and shittier everywhere, they're not giving you enough money. Like ah. the the rent check is getting lower and lower each right. year, and and Santa has as you know in perfect Mel Gibson fashion, he's like 
just he's starting to get he hates the idea that kids are becoming more and more just assholes basically uh-huh. like they do whatever mm-hmm. they want he's like you know he feels like he's failing you know in, in what he's doing like you know trying to get kids you know motivate them or, or you know be an inspiration to be good right. but they're still just assholes and he just he could see him he's just getting drained emotionally yeah. and, and he goes out like during the day and he just fires guns and shit like he's got he's he got goes to a bar he convinces the guy he's sitting next to not to sleep with the bartender because he's got a wife and kid his own. He's like, Eric, how are you? How's Lindsay? How's the kids? And he's not even from that area. The guy's like, just happens to be going through town. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I bet if you leave right now, you could be home in time for Christmas by tomorrow morning. And drove straight there. So he does try and do good things, but yeah. he's he's a rough and grumbly dick yeah. about it. <laughs> he's just Because he's just worn out. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's worn down from people just not being good people. And... The hitman following him around is like obsessed also with him because he didn't get what he wanted yeah. for Christmas uh, as he was a kid. So what he does, it's it's like all these characters have got their own quirkiness. He basically yeah. he'll bring people in that come and see him. I don't know how he contacts them exactly, but people wanted to sell stuff, and like it'll be something that maybe he wanted as a kid. And like a guy comes well, in with actually, a baseball. He was, um, the baseball in this universe. Um, anything that's actually delivered by Santa has like a little plaque on it that says made by Santa. Yeah, oh, okay. made by so Santa. he's looking for that stuff so he can try and figure out where he is. And he's this guy comes in and he, and he buys it from him. But it's like it's a real shady thing. Mm-hmm. He's like always like in this dark room and he's like, How much do you think this is worth? Blah blah blah, or, you know, and he's like, I'll give you nine hundred. He's like, I you know, I need two grand. My daughter's going to space camp or something. He's like, I'll give you nine hundred. It's like, well, that's not going to get me any close. It's like, you can take $900 or you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and nobody realizes he's like a hitman either, but he's just, and he actually goes after Santa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it gets even darker than, like, if you think it's dark right now, it gets even worse because I'm not going to say the ending, but yeah. what happens at the end. Um, all I will say about the ending, not the, the good portion of yeah. it, not the intense portion of it, but he does get to meet that kid. Yeah. And, and he knew he hired the hitman to come after him. And this, he gives him a little speech, and I, honest to God, I thought he was going to kill him. Yeah, I thought because he too. brings his wife with him, and Santa's wife is black also. Mm-hmm. Not that that matters, but he just took a completely different turn on this whole yeah. thing. So they both end up walking, and the kid, she shows up, and he's like, who are you? And she's like, well, I'm so-and-so. And she's like, and this is Chris. <laughs> and then he comes walking in, and he's like, you know, I'm going to talk to you for a minute. And then the wife grabs the kid by the collar or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like drove and the way they do it like he's sitting down and i thought they were gonna literally kill him and the way this movie went it wouldn't I'm, have been that far out of the realm nope. of possibility <laughs> and he basically tells him i'm not gonna say all of what he says but he basically says look at me i'm not gonna tell him yeah, yeah. um but he's like if anything ever happens to anybody else i'm not gonna tell you exactly what he says because that'll kind of ruin part of the movie he's like but if anything happens anybody you know you know, without nat- naturally or something yeah. along those lines, he's like, the next time you see, me, you're going to get more than a lump of coal for me next time. And he's like, a lot more. But he's just the way he talks to the kid. It's like he is basically almost on a fucking Dark. death watch, <laughs> like 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 a like a Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, where he's going to uh, give you this speech, and you yeah. know he's going to kill you anyway. Hmm. But he just wants to give that speech. What ain't no country I ever heard of? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm glad you got to see that one because uh, yeah, you texted us about it, and I was like, I wonder. Is, I just got access. Is to the it joints. on Netflix? No, it's on Plex. Okay, it's on the Plex. We have yeah. access to this, right? Yeah. Yes, it is a thing. Yeah, I, I, know, <laughs> I just can't have Plex on my big TV. What? Why not? Because I don't want my big TV to crash. Oh well, my TV is fine. <laughs> you just don't have a smart TV, right? Yeah. I do. Oh well, then put Plex on your television. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not gonna crash. Um, a couple of more movies that I was genuinely surprised that I liked was the um, Jumanji movies with The Rock. I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them. I was like, I've seen the original. I don't need to see this rebooted hot garbage. Really good. Is actually yeah, especially yeah. the first one. The first one, I actually enjoyed the, the second one. one a little bit more. <clears throat> what, what was that? The the video game one? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's the one I saw. I didn't see the other one. Um, the original one? No, no, I saw the original, oh. and I saw the first one of The Rock. Oh, I didn't so you see... didn't see the second one. They call it uh, Jumanji the... 2, The Next Level. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't see that oh. one yet. I actually like that one more than the first one, hmm. only because Kevin Hart is trying to portray as Danny Glover, and <laughs> in Danny Glover character in the... In this mythos is a slow talking. He takes forever to get to the point. So it's Kevin Hart just talking about ostriches. He's like, funny, I don't remember learning all this about ostriches. And he goes on for like five minutes and then finally he's like, one more interesting fact. They will attack when provoked. And then it kills the rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my God, did I just kill Eddie by taking too long to get to the point? Like all those times he said what happened. <laughs> and um, the rock is Danny DeVito's character, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie. And in the first few minutes, he tried... I don't know what accent he was using, but it was a little weird. Finally, through um, over the course of the movie, he does get the accent right. But the first like few minutes, you're like, that's... No, that's not Danny DeVito. I don't know what you're doing, but stop it. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's like a high-pitched Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and not like screaming or anything, but I mean, it was definitely a few octaves more than The, the Rock. I was oh, like, okay. that's weird. That's super weird. <laughs> but um, Kevin Hart in the second movie I thought was hilarious. Uh, Jack Black, um, when he's like the, in the real world, he the real world he's like a six five um, black football player, and now in the second one he's Jack Black. He's like at least last time I was the black guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like in the first one um, when uh, Jack Black character, who is a girl in the real world, they're all trying to teach her how to pee. <laughs> he's like, oh my yep. god, what am I doing? He's like, Come on, little guy, go, go, go. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm not Instagramming this right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Kevin Hart's character, he basically said, the first thing I checked out when I got here, at least one thing made it over from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, too, when she's uh, talking to, um, is, is it? Uh, oh, Alex. Joe, Joe Jonas, the? Yeah, one of the Jonas brothers. Um, yeah, so she really likes the way he looks. And so she's over there talking to him, and, she like and Jack Black's just starting to just you see a huge smile on his face, and then <laughs> then Kevin Hart is like, uh, uh. <laughs> you can see he got an erection. <laughs> yeah. she, she just looks at him. She's like, oh, you're filled with surprises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the second one, when they all get back into their great body, she like looks at him. It's like, I've missed you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if you hey, buddy. Seen, yeah, if you haven't seen the second one, I highly recommend. I'll you check watch it out. It. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, Kevin Hart in that movie is just—he steals the show. I think he does yeah. most things. Yeah, almost everything I've seen him in, he's—he's mm. he's pretty much stolen. Well, it. in the first one, I would have to give it to. Well, okay, Karen Gillian is hot in both movies. Let's oh, yeah. throw that out there. But I think the first movie, The Rock, had more of a presence than the second one. I think Kevin Hart, at least for the first two acts, he mm. stole the show. Okay, um, just because he was. Playing Danny Glover, who was a slow talking, it was funny as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched those movies. That was actually genuinely one of one of those movies where I was genuinely surprised of how much I liked them. Okay. Now, is there <clears throat> switching gear a little bit, keeping on the same subject? So you've seen quite a few things. Yeah. Very proud of you. Thank um, you. I know. I know. Uh, Gavin's heart is opened up. To oh, you absolutely. <laughs> um, but is. Because obviously it's like any other 
platformer. You, you mm. look through a whole library of stuff. Uh, is anything that you come across that you're like, I'm watching that next, or I have interest in watching that soon? Um, a few, uh, which is why I'm watching Tusk. I, I remember we've been talking about, mm. uh, we've talked a few times about um, Kevin Smith's films, and you've mentioned that there's a three series about these Girls in Canada, then Tusk, Yoko Hoshi is the one that's currently being made. Yep. Like, um, Moose Jaws. Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. So I am now looking forward to seeing Moose Jaws. Oh, so am I. I'm just waiting for him to get it done. <laughs> that's what he calls his, uh, like, the Great White Trilogy. Oh. Basically. Well, because it all takes place in, like, Winnipeg, Canada. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, there, are, there are always a few, like, I keep telling myself, like, no, we're watching new movies. We're not rewatching the same shit we've seen a million and a half times. So mm-hmm. I'm not watching. Happy Gilmore. I'm not watching Half Baked. I'm not watching um, the Green Lantern. Unfortunately, I'm not going to watch that anyway. Yeah, nobody is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I saw that it, once, and that was way too much. Yeah. I think that's consensus for most people. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but like you said, there's like 900 movies on this server. Yeah. Um, so saying that I'm going, well, definitely there is stuff that I want to watch. I just, I'm, I literally started the pound sign. The number sign, mm-hmm. and I just start scrolling. Like, oh, I haven't seen that movie, and I do genuinely want to see this, so I just hit play. Well, this has been a really good 2022 so far. Not only have you seen stuff, you called it a pound sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to know what it is. You just made my day. <laughs> hashtag it's a pound sign. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. Cut that mic out. <laughs> um, so I believe it's on there, but one, me and Gavin have both told you, well, one of the many we've both told you yes. about, um, I believe Shawshank Redemption's on there. I would definitely oh, rank yeah. That as one to watch sooner than later. Yes. Also, keeping in line with the uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart line, uh, there is a movie called Central Intelligence that you might mm. like. On there that. Is, that is on here, and I, I do remember seeing like trailers for it, and I was like, oh, I remember that. I should watch that. I just hadn't pressed play on it. So one. basically, The Rock was a fat kid in high school and got bullied really, really bad, and Kevin Hart was the cool kid in high school, mm. and he was kind of like the only guy who was nice to him and you know, stood up for him and stuff. And then now they're back, you know, 10 years down the road, Kevin Hart's a loser, like accountant or something, getting passed over for a position. And the rock is like this beast dude <laughs> working for the CIA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then all hell ensues. And it, it's the two of them bantering back. Mm-hmm. The best scene is when he's in there with the, um, as the doctor and they're, he, he he hijacks him and Ke- oh, Kevin Hart and his wife's marriage counseling session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he walks in and sees him. And he's like, "Be cool, be cool." <laughs> so, he's got a scene in there where he's like he's like swaddling him. They're like going through exercises, and you just see the Rock, who's massive, holding Kevin Hart, who's not massive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but then but then Kevin Hart ends up slapping him, and he looks over his wife. You. He hit me. He hit you. Why did you hit us? <laughs> Why did you hit us? Yeah, because he's still like real sensitive. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? He's yeah. like, he's like, I, I, did, oh, I hit him. I didn't hit you. <laughs> um, there are two movies, um, two more movies that I've seen. I did want to touch on. Okay, Sonic uh, from twenty twenty. Okay, I actually enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Sonic's little quips. We're actually a delight in yeah. that movie. <laughs> Goddamn God delightful. delightful. <laughs> I'm glad that they went back and fixed the eyes. Yeah, and the mouth. Yes. <laughs> and literally everything about him. <laughs> and real quick, before we get to the second one, so I'm assuming since you saw Spider-Man, you probably saw the trailer for the second Sonic. Yes. So 
And I didn't really, it took me a little bit to realize that was Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, and then well, I finally noticed him once he said a certain line because he almost sounded like Ace Ventura when he said it. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit. I was like, well, I get it. It's, anybody can play that quirky character. Well, yeah. he was, he was the, he was the same guy in the original movie. I didn't see the first one. Oh, I, didn't see, oh. I didn't see Sonic yet. Yeah. I, I recommend it. It's, okay. It's a cute little fun movie. Yeah. It's not winning any awards, but you know, if you played at old Genesis once. I, I played it. Yeah. I played Sonic, so. <laughs> So the only difference between you know him and the actual doctor from the video game is that you know Jim Carrey's not massively obese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah true. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie where um, the guy has Sonic. I put on cruise control. All you got to do is steer, and then he like leans out. The, he's a cop, so he like leans out the door with his gun, trying to shoot robots. And um, he's like, "You're a terrible driver. When did you learn how to do this?" He's like, "Recently. Like right now, we're doing it." <laughs> <laughs> It's like that scene from the A-Team where B.A. wakes up and he's like, where are we? You're in a tank. Why? The plane exploded. When did that happen? Recently? Recently. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying not to get shot down by the Jones. What? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, Roscoe. I got pop a window. (laughs) Bradley Cooper just opens it and starts firing. Get some bitches. (laughs) Uh, I... I know I'm saying I'm not going to rewatch movies. I, I may watch that movie, or at least just that one scene. It's hilarious. Yeah, I can work with that. You know, it would be like one for you, one for us, one for you. Yeah, you know, you can, you can watch one new movie, you can go back and watch one of your old, and ones. one for my homies. Yep. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your second one? Uh, Tomb Raider, the one that came out in 2018. <clears throat> Which one? I'm sorry, Tomb Raider, the one that yeah, came out in 2018, the, the reboot the one. Rebooted. Yeah, because it's wanted to. They reboot the video games. Yeah, and they wanted to make it because they were. Wild. They are amazing video games, and then mm-hmm. they, they want to bank off that success. Bad movie. Like, really? They tried to combine um, two movies into one, but kept the storyline from the first video game, mm-hmm. and then got it wrong. Like, you know how, like, when they do remakes and reboots, don't fuck with my movie? Well, they fuck with my video game. Okay. <laughs> and it's just... They, they, it's only, like, an hour and a half long, and those games are, like, 40 hours each, so they are cramming a lot into not a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Um... I just did not like it. I thought it was bad. There's a reason. Sonic is the first good video game I've seen in a long time. Hmm. Like, I've, Mortal Kombat was, the I think, the last time I enjoyed um, a video game movie. Oh, nice. Well, the, yeah, the you did that one. 1990s one. <laughs> Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love the new one. Okay. But it, um, Sonic and the new Mortal Kombat are, like, the first two yeah. video game movies I've liked since the 1994 Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. Like Assassin's Creed, Tomb Raider, all well, those movies. We've got another one coming out with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. They're uh, doing Uncharted. Yes. Oh they, yeah, yeah. And I am yeah. looking. The trailers look really nice. Yeah. Um. So I am excited to see that. Apparently, though, I read an interview with Tom Holland. And apparently, that doing that movie, all the stunts broke him, like physically and mentally. Like that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. Yep. He's like, this isn't MCU where it's all green yeah. screen and yeah. CGI stuff. Yeah, exactly. uh, you're going to have to actually physically do a couple things here. Yeah. We're going to throw a car at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple luck. times. A couple yeah. times. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to fall out of a plane. It's going to be rough. Well, um, I know I know it's not just... Um, I know talking about movies, but also on that site, too, uh, there's also TV shows. Yep. Um, that's one thing I like about it. So all the Marvel stuff comes out, and it goes right to there, so... I was able, that's how I'm able to keep up with Hawkeye because I don't have Disney Plus or mm. HBO Max so this is my combination of HBO Max and Disney Plus right here mm. and nice. uh, so I go through it so you'll have access to that but you know the movie thing though is, is mainly what we're focused on here yeah um, 
And like I said, this is part one. You guys have given me a laundry list of shit to watch over the past six months, and I think I've done a third of it. Yep. <laughs> See, that's probably why it's crashing. You're like system overload. You're yeah. like, I got to get all these out now, now, now. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're a movie server. Yeah. You're just supposed to handle this. Right? Movie overload. Movie overload. <laughs> now there are sometimes, just so you know, it may not always be your computer. Occasionally, like yeah, you'll, the, you'll like, get a this flex has gone down a couple of times. Yeah. So, but that's. The system server that, that goes down. That has nothing See, to I do have no disassemble. No disassemble. <laughs> well, that's on there too. What? Short circuit movies. Oh yeah, short oh, yeah. circuit. I saw those. Yep. I mean, you're gonna have a showgirls is movie. on here. If you just want to see Jesse from Saved by the Bell get naked for an hour and a half, pretty much. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst plot I've ever heard, but <laughs> I still it. It was a really, <laughs> a really bad movie though. Oh yeah, I, I saw that in the theater. Because NC-17 and all my friends were 17 years old at the time. So we're like, we're allowed to go see this. Here's our ID. Thank you very much. Pull out the titties, baby. <laughs> oh, you got saved by that bell. Yeah. <laughs> and then her career ended. Yes. yes. Well, she did one movie. I mean, she did a couple things here and there, but... Uh, she was in the um, Saved by the Bell reboot. Well, she was, but there's a movie called Roger Dodger. I don't think that's on there. i got to get... Uh, Rob to get it on there um, I have a copy that's one would be awesome for you guys to see it's I basically a quick plot point to it it's Jesse Eisenberg's first movie mm-hmm. um, which I saw it and I was like he is going to be a good actor like I knew it before he did anything else mm-hmm. and uh, it's got it's I can't remember the guy's name he's been in a bunch of stuff but he was actually in The Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. Peter Parker's father okay you know, when they do the flashbacks. Yeah, um, that guy, I can't remember. He's been a few of them. So he's his uncle in the he show. Was on, um, he was on a television show I used to watch all the time. Royal Pains. He was yeah. like the real rich guy, Boris, in that show. Yeah. So he's in there, but it's about him. His name's Dodger, or Roger. Um, and, well, there's a reason his mom nicknamed him Roger Dodger, the kid's mom. So he's his uncle, Jesse Eisenberg's uncle, and uh, he wants to learn about women. He's going to go out to college, and he wants to learn how to pick up women and get laid and stuff, and... She's like, uh, you know, mom says you're kind of like a ladies' man, and he does. He goes out all the time, but he, he's like very talkative. Like he's one of those. He'll try to over, sound overeducated. I mean, okay. he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's smart, but he tried to. That's how he talks. He's socially awkward. No, no, he's 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 not socially awkward, but just when he talks, he's like everything's got to be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. not just like. Hey, tell me about yourself. Like a girl comes up to the bar and he's like, "Let me, let me guess. You know, look at the time." He's like, "Yeah, you know, it's about this time. You've been sitting here alone with drinks, blah blah blah." And you know, I bet your next boyfriend or something, whatever. He's like, "When I see you sitting over there with your boss and and his friends, he's like, you know, you're, he's like you're moving up the corporate ladder. Next thing you know, you end up sleeping with this guy, and you know, next you know, trying to get to the top. And he's like, then you're nothing more than a water cooler joke, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> and she's, but like, like that's how he talks. And he's so arrogant, but he does get women. Yeah. And so he takes the kid out because like sixteen at the time. He takes the kid out, to, like and one of the women that they try to pick up, he does a challenge to him. He's like, "You're going to pick up a woman. I'm going to tell you basically what's doing, and you're going to go do it." He's like, "You know, come up with a an opening line and pick a girl, and whatever." And so it's mm-hmm. Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Oh. She looks way hotter in this, really. But I mean, this is your. I mean, this movie's been around for a long time now. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so. Anyway, point of the story is he takes them out all around town and teaches them the ways of things, of, of women. And you know, at the end, you know, like most life lessons, he realizes, you know, it's not all that. Like his uncle does have faults and, you know, mm-hmm. isn't as awesome with that as, he, you know, he has failures too. And right. It's a good movie though. So um, I do have a copy of it. 
if you guys want to borrow it, if you can't find it, I don't think it's on it's there because it was very yet. it was very indie done. Like it was Jesse Eisenberg's first movie. You could tell it's like an art house <coughs> type film. Um, so well, I know we're about to wrap up, so I want to leave you yep. with one final point. I've seen This Is the End, and I agree it's a hilarious movie. Oh, finally. Yes. <laughs> yes. You bring that up now, and I was like, there's so much to say about yeah. that. <laughs> well, we all talked about it over the course of the I last know. six months. What else can we say outside I've seen it, and I agree it's hilarious? <laughs> you don't come on my stuff. I come over the fucking wall. <laughs> drop loads all over the stuff. <laughs> damn dump truck. <laughs> And on that note, yep. um, that about wraps up our episode for this week. Uh, Patrick did his homework part one. Yep. Um, <laughs> don't worry, folks. There will be multiple parts to this thing. We've given him more homework than is imaginable. So I'm and sure we'll, we'll probably be compounding it. Yeah. <laughs> it might rival the Fast fast series. <laughs> <laughs> they just stopped talking about Patrick's homework and they completely went on to a different subject. Like, what is he doing for work now? It's like, <laughs> So we hope that doesn't happen. Like but, talk about that. but yeah, we definitely will have many uh, sequels going forward. Uh, but that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, again, um, happy uh, New Year. You know, we're officially in 2022 now, and hopefully it's a much better year than 2021 um, for everybody. Um, so until next week, we are your hosts. I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick. My eyes hurt for some reason. Well... <laughs> watching all the movies. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com, email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com, or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.